And welcome to the South Road, boys. Or as I like to call us this episode, yes. the South Snow Boys. The South Snow Boys. Because <laughs> this episode, my friend, I've been leading up to this episode all week. Yes. I haven't put any information down. I haven't even looked at the world. No. Because this it's is the Joe Show. <laughs> We're all stars now. In, in the, the Joe, Joe Show. show. <laughs> He's all had his own snow show. <laughs> well, before we There's get in. There's a theme. In, there so, is a theme. There yeah. is a theme. Before we get into that, we do have a couple of uh, items of business what, first. A bit of admin? A bit of fucking admin. Right, we love admin. Who doesn't love admin? It's great. 11th of August, buy your tickets. Yeah, we're about halfway there now with tickets sold. Mm-hmm. So it's kicking along nicely, but we want. We don't want to wait till the last night. No, because you will miss out. And what you will miss out on is potentially winning a $100 voucher to the uh, Penguin Beer Co. Yeah. And when we say potentially, it's not that someone may win it. Someone will Guaranteed. Someone's going to win 100 yeah. bucks worth of Which means food and bev you're at not. Penguin Beer Co. Could be real cheap. Or better still, your next night you go there. Could be real cheap. Free. <sighs> Pretty much. Depends how much you drink. Two of you? One of you. You're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> the people that will come to our show- you're not, oh, telling me that, you're not telling me they're loved by another person or someone cares. I mean, no. No. These just, are single people. Just these are the crying into their beers. Yeah, these are not the people that hang around with people and go, I love you, and they say, I love you back. They go, I love you, and then unfortunately that person wakes up and yes. it's like, get out of my fucking house. Exactly. <laughs> That's our listener base. And the thing is, they'll just start, oh, just give me a beer. Which one? Oh, all of them. All of them. <laughs> Give me all Start the beers. Start at the lowest alcohol content and, and just, just work your way up. Until someone says to you, I think it's time to go. I believe they actually have a beer at Penguin Beer where, coincidentally, the live show's at, mm. uh, where they won't serve it in a pint. Right. Because the alcohol content is so high. <laughs> they don't want people getting too smashed. Oh, too on quickly. one drink, yeah. So it's Schooner Max only. Yes. And if you're going to a pub that's got a Schooner Max on a drink, Fuck. You know that drink's got some kick in the balls. Exactly. And I think they also do, I think it's called a flight of beer. A flight? Yeah. As in where they have like the, the, the little timber length with the holes in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a, it's like a, a really ancient cock ring for four men at once. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> Tell you what, I think you and I, our view on history is slightly different. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's, it's a cock length. rings through the ages. It's a length, it's a length of timber <laughs> yes. with, I believe, four holes in it mm. at the sort of size that a cock would fit through. Mm. Seven ounces. Mine especially, <laughs> easily. Easy. <laughs> Seven, six ounces. That'd be fine. It's a midi. <laughs> Normally you'd say, you know what, the width doesn't matter, it's a length. Yes. In this case, can't even back that up. No. It's just, you know what, that works. It's fine. No complaints yet. What's your story on the timber? <laughs> I just know it as a, you know, a bit of wood with some holes in it. It's a bit of a taster, isn't it? Isn't I think idea? it is. I think it's uh, four, seven ounces or something like that. So I don't know what they're worth, but with the $100 it's voucher, cheap. you could probably get five of them. Easy. I reckon. Yeah. I don't know. You might want to change it up with something to eat, just in case. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a very early night. But the other thing, too, is mm. they might actually get to have a bit of a laugh, because we're going to have a blast. So. Oh, they will get a giggle. There's no question about it. Well, um, okay, I'll probably preface and it. And can I just point out, too, the Merle is coming. Oh, Ivan. <laughs> Merle's there. <laughs> 
So that's going to be a delight. I mean, Chris is obviously going to have to show up now. Yeah. Uh, once again, I'll ask anyone that is listening that is coming along, mm. we must do, before we do, get too far into the show, yes. a joint. Oh, oh Troy! <laughs> just for mum. Just for the roadies, just to you know get everyone involved. Yeah, because she laughs as though she thinks it's funny, but deep down she fucking hates it. Oh, no, she really She's loves it. She's sitting there fucking seething. <laughs> and I want my mother at the start of the show, yes. right at the beginning. To hate you. To start off and think, oh, fucking asshole. Why, the, why did I push him out of my vagina? Of all the people, I could have pushed out. Why did I push him I out? I could have pushed out Gandhi. <laughs> Would have been great. Could have had another llama. Galway llama. Another llama. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, there must be more than one llama. Galway or otherwise. Yeah, so Juan Antonio Lama could have been the uh, or would have been what the Launceston Lama. I mean, oh. the first one was obviously born in Delhi. Yeah, he was the Delhi Lama. <laughs> the Delhi Lama. So the, Lon- the Lonnie Lama. The Lonnie Lama. That could have been great, wouldn't it ever? Yeah, you know what llamas are good for? Carrying all your equipment through the snow. Oh, aren't they ever? Yeah. So before we get on to my snow extravaganza. Excited about the snow? No, You're doing admin. No, it's just got you got a whole. Yuck. What have you been doing? Because we may not get to it. <laughs> right, look, I will say, haven't led a really exciting life. Okay. I haven't climbed Everest like you have. Yeah. Uh, but mm. did go over to the land of Devonport on the weekend. Deport represent. Yeah, so we wanted just to change the scenery. Yep. Um, me and Beck. Yes. Beck being the other half. Yep. Uh, went over to Dev. Um, Dev. And we went out for a meal and we had yes. some drinks. Ended up at the Pub Rock Diner. Did you now? I've Pub never Rock been. Diner. Is it the place to be? Oh, uh, well, we went to the central. It wasn't that busy. Nice mm. place to have a beer, but it wasn't busy. Sure. was a bit of a wintry cold night, though, got to say. A bit brisk Fairly blowy, a little bit rainy. In, then in we've sunny done, Devonport. Yeah, then we've done a walk through the storm yeah. <laughs> uh, to the Empress, which has got, um, it's like the craft beer bar. It's a Penguin Beer Co. bar yes. of Devonport. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Wasn't a lot going on there either. No, a live show of uh, South Road Boys. No, live- there was not, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, but you know, if they want to book one. Perfect. We're up. <laughs> All there. Uh, then we decided to walk back to Pub Rock Diner. Perfect. I'm thinking, you know what? I've been up there before. Mm. I know the venue. You can go and have a bit of a ciggy to the side and Perfect. stuff. Or going outside. And yep. I thought we'll have a look. If, so if it's too bogey and a bit, nah, yeah. we'll piss off back to the central because that's a nice place to drink. Perfect. Ended up hanging there. It was a lot of fun. A few people we knew come in, yep. kind of rocked on a little bit. It was like an episode of Cheese. Where is there? No, I know not that many. No, okay. no, no. And you. You may be three people. Okay. But here's the story, though, that I'm getting to. Right. Because you've got to lead to the story. Sure. Yeah, that's the epilogue. <laughs> epilogue? Prologue? No, prologue. Prologue. Epilogue's at the end, isn't it? Yes, because there's- I got my logs wrong. You've got to remember. Yeah, wrong Think log. back to the Bart Simpson song. There's a little epilogue to my tale of <laughs> oh <my> sadness. <laughs> Something to my royal dadness. Don't know. Anyway, yeah. so the, I've had the start log. Yes. And now I'm into the end of the story. Prologue. So I'm there waiting for a drink. Mm. And um, there's this girl next to me with very fucking bright orange hair. Like, oh, like showing out. It's there. Bloody rangers. Um, and she's turned around and looked at me and I thought, oh, yes, you better be friendly. And she said, is your name Troy? Okay, it is. And I've gone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck. Did she see my face <laughs> on a poster at the post office? <laughs> Australia's <laughs> most wanted. And I'm thinking, you know. Did she listen to the South Road Boys? Oh, it's always you an know, option. That's, is she coming maybe to the live show? It would have made sense. Yeah. Because a lot of people are. Why not? Um, and she said, you came to my mother's house a few years ago. Oh, hello, Mrs. To del- Robinson. To deliver your books. 
Oh, okay. And yeah, I've yeah, read yeah. and I've read all of them about three times each. Yes. And they're the best fucking thing ever. And have you written any more? Oh, fucking awesome. And it's been a while since I've actually had the you wrote a book, didn't you, conversation. Yeah, it's been it a was, while. It was very, very cool. Yeah, well, fucking, mm. it's been a while since you've put pen to paper. And yeah, 2011 bang. was the last time that one released, so it's over a decade years. ago. Fucking hell. I know. Fuck, we're getting old. We are getting old. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm getting old. <laughs> That's <laughs> never been in question for me, and there's nothing that happened this weekend that didn't re-emphasize that point about a thousand times. No doubt at all. So I'm just going to end by saying that um, look, the, the book period of Troy Barnes is good, and I may go back to it. Author and um, talker, but I would never have thought back then mm. that you know, move a decade down the track. Yes, that I would lower my standards so far to do a weekly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's, that. that's where you're handy in your marketing because you've obviously done the Stephen King thing and put your picture graph on the back of the book. Yeah. And not all – like Elle James, she doesn't do that on Fifty Shades. You know why? Because she's, she's not fucking as ugly. looking as me. <laughs> <laughs> she's the kind of person that if someone saw her out, they'd just go up and glass her in the face. <laughs> she's to improve her looks. She's the kind of person who could have a bath or take a shit. I mean – More the point, she's the kind of person also – the people look at it and say, this isn't a guy writing this book. It's not South American butler. What's up e- with that? E.L. James. It does take doesn't a- serve anyone. Well, it does take away from the um, ambiguity of uh, gender when you deliberately write E.L. James and people don't know whether or not it's, you know, boy, girl or other. Um if you do put your picture on the back, people kind of go, oh, True. well, I reckon you might identify as this. The one thing she did blow out of proportion, though, was what you're saying. Your <laughs> ability to be a writer. Well, no, that, but they knew it was a woman straight away mm. because the guy would not write that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <Yeah. laughs> Just did that to see what kind of complaints we get. Okay, well. Yeah. Open that So if you can up. go to Troy's mailbag <laughs> at South Road Boys. No, you know kidding. what? All just kidding. I'm all only kidding. Complaints can be vetted oh, at the live show on the 11th of August. Oh, bring it, Penguin Beer Co. Yeah, protest the show. Be out the front with placards exactly. and posters yeah. and everything. I would love for people to be protesting our show. <gasps> Don't listen to this shit. Don't listen yeah. to this shit. <laughs> Fuck it. South Road. South Road Boys. <laughs> Sexist podcast. Exactly. Iron Cliff Road forever. Yeah, you know, all sitting there with their bloody Fifty Shades of Grey t-shirts on. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. We get picketed by E.L. James listeners. Readers. <laughs> oh, the amount of joy that we would get out of that. That would be fucking awesome. The only thing that I would love more. <laughs> is, is for your mum to be wearing the first t-shirt. <laughs> oh, Troy, go home. I love my E.L. James. <laughs> She's fucking great yeah, right at that. The gets other thing me, better. Gets me moist. Is if we can also... <laughs> If we could also. <laughs> I don't think my mum's ever said moist, ever in her life. No, when she's talking yeah. about lamington. But if we could also uh, have some flat earthers there too. Perfect. I mean, a combination of Fifty Shades of Grey vans and Fec- flat earthers <laughs> protesting the South Road Boys. If that doesn't get us worldwide news. Nothing would. CNN, come yeah. on, bring it. Bring it on. The advocate at the very least. I definitely the coastal radio station in Winyard. <laughs> yeah. All seven of their listeners, <laughs> they would be fucking ready for be it. Be honest. Be honest. <sighs> Speaking of things to be on. Everest? Yes. Right, I bring Everest. it. 
All right, for those people who have just joined us yep, yep, and have not now. been around for Four the last show. 246 <laughs> episodes, uh, I am the very proud parent um, of two gorgeous children, uh, Ella and Jake, um, who have, since we've moved to the subtropical island paradise that is Tasmania, uh, have joined the Turner's Beach Cub Scouts. Now, the Scouts have a thing every year where they do a snow hike. Now, the snow hike is held at Cradle Mountain. Snow and for the- hike like a cub hike. <laughs> there's snow hike, I know. Um, so they actually, I didn't realise this, there's actually a, a, a B, it's called the BP Scout Lodge, not BP Petroleum. Baden-Powell, who is the founder of- Okay, so it's not where you get your fuel. No, you don't fuel up there. Because that would be an expensive walk with the price with of the fuel. With the jerry can. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, BP Baden-Powell, who is the founder of Scouting Worldwide, I think in 1907 or 1937, one of those. One of the sevens. One of the sevens. Mm. And it is. it was built in the 60s before the parks and wildlife of Tasmania sort of got a bit more- Stringent with their rules yep, or whatever. Official it was bit, and organised. Yeah, and- it was the sixties. Fucking put whatever you want wherever you want, <laughs> yeah, as long as it fits. Um, and so, wow, that- <laughs> as long as it fits. Yeah, that was the scouting motto in the sixties. No, that wasn't until the seventies. I think when mm, or exactly. the eighties when John Home came around. <laughs> yeah, reparations. Yes. Um, anyway, fits. so a uh, thousand meters is where this hut is located. Thousand meters above sea level, which is also known as the snow line. And so we caught snow line like the, anyway, anyway. We'll go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that one. I guess I see the only joke I've got about snow. Oh, just you replace snow with snow. You see what I'm doing here, don't you? I do. I pick, I'm I picking mean, up what you're putting a down. A lot of intelligent people can't come up with this humour. <laughs> that's why they're out with lives. <laughs> anyway, so we decided that that's what we were going to do. Two nights at the BP Scout Lodge, um, and so we took the we drove to the visitor centre at. Cradle Mountain, and for those people who don't great know, venue too, by the great way. venue. Cradle Mountain's probably one of the, Tasmania's premier tourist yeah. wilderness attractions. It's certainly the one that when people talk Tassie, yeah. where you want to go in Tassie when you come down, Cradle so, Mountain is normally, it'd have to be in the top three, I reckon. Yeah, I'm going to put it right up there. Fraisonet and, and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so it's it really is a spectacular place. Now, I remember the last time I went to Cradle Mountain, this is going to date me Astronomically, <laughs> you could drive to Dove Lake all the way. Yeah, so where there was a car that. park where you could just sit there and look at Dove Lake. Mm-hmm. That shit don't happen no more. No, which for the most part I kind of agree with. Like you know, make people fucking earn it. What's well, about? We, I remember last time I went to Crater Mountain, I did ask the question on this. So mm. why is it that you can't drive there anymore yourself? Mm. Um, what they came back to it seemed legitimate. I got to say. Was it the fact that if a lot of people don't understand how to drive off road? And it's not no. like it's a, it wouldn't have been a fully, like it'd be a dirt road. It's not like a tarmac road. No, it's all bitch now. Yeah, well, yeah, and it is now. But I mm. mean, but even the case that was then, even now, of course, you're getting kind of snowy weather, icy weather, all the rest of it. Um, it's not a real wide road as such. Oh, it's single lane. Yeah. And if it works out that one of those vehicles uh, veers off, or breaks down, or whatever else. You close the road. That means that no other tourists can get in that mm. place until that's fixed. Yep. So that's not only a loss of revenue, it's a loss of people's experiences, and all because maybe, I'm not going to say it, an dickhead. Asian tourist. <laughs> a dickhead. Because a lot of the, let's be honest, a lot of the Japanese tourists that come to Tassie, they don't drive on roads other than what they've got at home. Yes. 
and they don't drive well a lot of the time. Not Japanese drivers, Japanese tourists. Very yeah, different, they're well, a very different scenario. Most tourists. Okay. Yeah, most. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, it, but essentially, if they break down, they do something else. They get off the road. They can't get out of there. Mm. Then it just fucks it for everyone. So it the easiest does. way to do that, you know, to fix that, is to get a bus or buses that go back and forth. People that do it every day. That's mm. their job. That's what they do. Yep. And it means that they just load them in, load them out, load them in, load them out. And it's all covered under your park's pass. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's not cheap like, as fuck. And, you, and you're not paying any extra. Now, um, so you everyone parks at the visitor centre and then they run four buses to and from Cradle a Dove Lake, and there's four stops along Dove Lake. So we got off at the third stop, or the second last stop for those who were that way inclined, uh, at Ronnie Creek. Ronnie Creek? Yep. Is yeah. that um? Is that where they have the Wombat Fields? It is. Wombat, mm. wombat Gully, Wombat Creek, Wombat River, something like that. You just jump off the bus and look out and say, geez, a lot of big rocks in this field, isn't there? Yes. And the rocks move. Fucking wombats <laughs> everywhere. Anyway. The suckers breed up there. <clears throat> so we got there and we'd, we'd gotten some uh, some camping gear and we'd lent some camping gear as well. And not we were camping. and we would this. I mean, this is luxury. I wouldn't say glamping. But it's fucking close. Okay, like, so it's pretty comfy. All I had to bring was a sleeping bag, a change of clothes, and some food. So all you were really doing was making sure you could get to and from this spot. Yeah, and it makes it sound a lot easier than what it really was, but it's only about two and a half k's. Okay, and you've also got a lot of really good equipment for this. If you listen to the last episode, mm-hmm. you've got your snow poles. Exactly, I got them at the tip shop, <laughs> which I your reckon- bamboo Which I think were poles. actually made when the hut was made. Yep. Like, they're, they're fucking old. Um, which, made from the same timber. Yeah, but it's quite interesting. A couple of people who were on the bus were checking out my ski poles going, oh, they're really cool. I'm going, yeah, but they're not- Actually, the best hiking poles, if, ever, <laughs> if I'm honest. They're a little bit too tall. Don't have the modern tech. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so we stopped at Ronnie Creek and we started walking and two of the – we ended up only – because of the vid, we had a couple of scouts couldn't come. Okay. So we ended up with three scouts. Um, so they actually had the vid or just close contacts of vid? No, or- they, they were in vid central. They were down? Yeah. So we had uh, three adults, so the scout leader, myself as the parent helper, um, and a guy called Greg. <laughs> now, the Was reason- he a stop sign? <laughs> Greg, the stop sign. No, that's sign. Craig. No, Greg. I beg to differ, Mr. It is, Burns. It is Greg, the stop sign. No, I fucking- all Are right. we talking tism? Yeah, I'm on the jerk, I'm uh, yep. on the jerk, I'm it on the jerk. It is Greg, the stop sign. All right, okay, well, hang on. We'll just pause this very important podcast. Right, you just can do a little bit of a uh, Google. Did you have internet access up at the hut, by the way? Was there Wi-Fi? Um, no. No? Were you able to get uh, just normal in- phone access? I was the only person. Fuck. Greg What's the, the name of the song? Okay. Greg, sorry, the stop sorry, sign. Sorry, sorry, I didn't hear. What was it? I'm was sorry. It? I was wrong. It's Greg, the stop sign. Thank you very much. G-R-E-G. Greg, you should, you should, the stop sign. You should know better oh, than sh- to question that with me. Because I, I always thought that people got it confused because it was like Craig or Craig. No. No, it was Greg. Fucking anyway. Yes. One Thank you. Right very often, but I'm going to take No, no. Well done. Well played. No worries. Thank Good you. Good for you. Um, he was there because he was the only person who was qualified to take cubs or scouts above 1,000 metres to do alpine hiking. Mm-hmm. So it's a certif- certification that sc- scouts give their leaders, and he's been looking after scouts for over 40 years. So you've got 
So basically, you've got a situation where you need to get a, a working with children pass. From Which you do. What's yes. it officially called? Working with working with vulnerable people. There you go. In Tasmania. So you got that. Yes. And the next level above that is working with vulnerable people and taking them into extreme circumstances. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Sherpa Pass. <laughs> Uh, and so Greg was a fucking champion. And look, this bloke's mad as a cut snake because his idea of a good time is doing the overland track in winter. Of a good time. Of a good time. That's him. Good yep. time, Greg, they call him. So he's never thought he could send a movie. No, exactly. Just, you know, having a beer at a warm fire. And I tell you what, he's a hiking snob. Is he really? Fucking oath. Now, for those, off? for those people who don't know, there is a there is a walk in Tasmania called the overland track. And it's probably one of the most difficult or premier difficult tracks in Tassie where you do it over five days. It's 86 kilometres. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes from Cradle Mountain to Lake Sinclair. Now, he snubs his nose at the people who get to Lake Sinclair and do the last 20 kilometres via boat <laughs> across the lake. Yep. He's like, oh, no, no. One walks around <laughs> Lake Sinclair, and I'm like, oh, fucking hello. <laughs> Don't mess with Greg. But he hasn't got bamboo ski poles. No, he does not. No. <laughs> no, he has everything that is ultralight. Yep. Um, didn't even break a sweat. So anyway, we're there. Well done, Greg. Two and a half kilometres from Ronnie Creek mm-hmm. to the Scout Lodge. Uh, How many's in our tribe, by the way, on this? How many's in our... Our group. Three scouts, so my daughter, another girl, and uh, a boy. And then we have the female scout leader because uh, you need one boy and one girl leader. Right. Because just in case, you know, one of the scouts needs to have some sort of, you know, adult supervision, you have someone of the same of gender so you're not, you know, fuck them up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> literally and figuratively. Um, and then we had young Greg, who was not young at all. Um, <clears throat> so that we had two scouts and they ran ahead and then Ella's there and then uh, Heather, who's the scout leader, she followed them because she fucking knows how to walk as well. And then there's me lollygagging behind with Greg making sure that I didn't, you know, die somewhere along the track, occasionally poking him with his walking <laughs> stick. <laughs> like a prod. <laughs> like a prod. Just, oh, all right, I'm fucking on it. But, like, it was cold. Like, it was really cold. It was four degrees when what, we- What time did you take off? Uh, got there at about two, two o'clock. We got to Cradle. Yep. So we made it up to the Scout Lodge by just after three, about probably 3.30. About an hour and change, hour and 15. Yep. So it wasn't, it wasn't an early hike. No, because, you know- But at Cradle, it doesn't matter. It's it fresh all just the time. Doesn't. time we were lucky, though. We did get a small break in the weather, so it was just a, a light drizzle- but not anything arduous. Uh, so not snowy, just rainy? No, just just cold. Yep. Saw a couple of fucking wombats, though, yep. who were eyeing me off. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's walking slow. And I, I think we can take <laughs> him. Exactly. And I did send you a photo of a, of a wombat, did. and he literally, I could have thrown a tissue and knocked him out. And like can it I, was can that I close. just point out as well, without, without you saying anything, mm. I can just say, so just going to go back to Joe here. That's um, me. Uh, I must have been on Messenger. It was because you told me, send photos on Messenger. That's true. Yeah, because photos are better on Messenger. Those who don't know, text message photos, it breaks the photo down. Compresses it. Yeah, so you don't want to do that. Um, But uh, Need me in high def. So you sent me- Especially with the beard. Sent me a message. Where's the message gone? I don't know, Troy. Where did the message go? Deleted file? Have you got that? Did did you delete the message? No. No? I thought you might have. Where's it gone? 
Because uh, oh no, it must be on normal messages. This is great. I can tell them. I tell you what, the listeners are. No, sorry, it was a text message earlier. That's right. You told me the new episode was on the share drive. Oh yes, yes. And um, then he said, "Just leaving for the snow hike." So if I don't make it back, average my death. <laughs> now I've read that, and I've thought, okay. Um, so how many deaths yes. does it take for me to kill people yes. to average out the death of you? Yeah. And I, I wasn't really sure. I mean, it depends where you rate yourself. Like as a podcast, yeah, worth maybe what three average people as a ginger. As a, that does ginger add to it? Yeah. Does the fact that you have children and a family does that mean that you you are about, high rated? What about the beard? I mean, you've, yeah, you've got facial hair. Like you wear funny shirts. Exactly. That's one and a half men. Yeah, so... But I dress like a well, child. That's so, so I don't know. So I'm, I was thinking maybe maybe four adults mm-hmm. and a child would yeah. average out the death of you. Perfect. Uh, but then I worked out what you actually meant was avenge your death. <laughs> yes, avenge my death. So I'd like to apologise for the couple of families that are missing family <laughs> members now because I didn't think he was coming back and I just decided to get in early so my weekend was free. <laughs> exactly. You didn't want to have to, you didn't have to clean up on a Sunday. Yeah, so uh hey, so <laughs> my bad. So I averaged your death for you, mate. Yeah, yeah. no, avenge my death. Um, so I got there and there was a couple of bloody wombats there. That was fine. Good picture, I, by the way. I didn't realise though. Like I thought, look, they said it was a bit uphill, and I joked. Well, you said it was basically your Everest, and it fucking was. <laughs> like what I didn't realise is I'm probably forty kilos heavier than the heaviest person in the group. Like I'm, I'm, I'm almost at triple digits. Yep. So, when you've got steps that are higher than your knee, fuck, that's you hard. Feel it. You just do, and the lactic acid that's building up in your legs, and then you've got the fucking rain coming down, and it's cold. Oh, and you've got Greg poking yeah, you. You from turn the around, back. and Greg's there. He's, he's hopping up. Really. He's hopping up. <laughs> he's walking backwards just for kicks. <laughs> and do you know what he did to piss me right off, oh, bloody Greg? Me. He's like, oh. You don't normally get to see that when you're walking up, you know, fucking because he's taking a leisurely stroll. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, Greg. I'm really burning it's up It's like here. the passenger in the car when you say, you don't normally see what's going on because you're normally driving. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> anyway, so we got up the top and it really, uh, uh, to be perfectly honest, once we got past the the – the boardwalk sort of stuff. So if people don't know, what they do is they actually put boards down and then they put chicken wire on top of that to give you a bit of grip. Yep. And there's a lot of pathway that sort of leads to uh, the overland track or different hiking yeah. tracks. And I'm assuming that has a couple of purposes. I think from without researching, mm. one would be the fact that uh, people know where to go. Yes. And the other would be the fact that if everyone's using that same built trail on mm. these boards, that it's not um, having a – a shocking, uh, what is it? Say? Adverse um, effect. Adverse effect. Um, degradation yeah. effect on the landscape. Well, that's the thing. Because people to- go all different directions that wear everything down. You've got natural habitats of wombats that you don't want to wreck. Exactly. So as we as we had a bit of a brief, we don't make our own path and we leave no trace. Mm-hmm. And the way we do that is we follow every path that we want to go on. So, And also uh, it means if someone disappears and dies, no one know, knows where they've gone because there's no trail to follow. Exactly. <laughs> but if you're going We've lost any tourists. <laughs> But it was interesting because we got there and um, and these paths are probably raised half a metre off the ground as well. Mm. So you're not in the, the marshiness of yeah. it all. And so that's the other thing too. It gets snowy and wet and shitty up there. Doesn't it ever. Mm. Doesn't it ever. Anyway, so we finally got up to the top. Everyone else is like, oh, and I'm like, <gasps> <gasps> took my, uh, my rain jacket off and they said, I can see steam coming off your body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm sweating like a pig. 
Anyway, so we got up there, and here's the thing. It's quite fandiddly antsy. I didn't realise. I was expecting some sort of – remember the hut that we saw in Zen that was on um, yes. Airbnb? Yeah. I was expecting something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I no, got a no. bit – I would have expected – maybe not that bad. I would have expected something that was – Like a lean-to? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I know. So you experience the wilderness. The great outdoors. You're not just going to a fully-fledged hut, oh. you know, with like electric blankets and heat pumps and <laughs> – Fucking, you know, 80-inch television on the wall <laughs> showing all about the wildlife that's nearby. I wasn't expecting that. I'd yeah. be expecting something where you go in and you've got to stoke the fire maybe to warm the place up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's maybe a couple of just um, areas where you Pelts. sleep. Yeah, <laughs> pelts. Pelts on the floor. You know, but nothing which would be fancy in any way, shape or form. Oh. But, but comfortable enough that you're not going to die of starvation and cold. <laughs> it's it's higher than your expectation but lower than what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Because you don't do outdoors. Look, my idea of, of roughing, it's three and a half stars. Yep. If they don't offer room service, I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we rocked up there and it's got a wet room. So you take all your hiking gear off first before you go into the cabin. Uh, they've got 14 bunks, which have got these thick vinyl covered mattresses, obviously so that, you know, scabies and stuff like that yep. doesn't live in them. Um, and they've got these two long couches, which are also covered in vinyl, you know, everything that's easy to clean off, I suppose. Because yep. um, you also got people that are coming in there that have maybe just gone through snow conditions, well, which there will be shit everywhere. So oh, you want the cleanest thing possible. Unbelievable. Um, but they've done – this was built in the 60s, but it was refurbed. It must have been refurbed within the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so the kitchen there has got six burners on the gas stove top. Uh, there's a fridge there. There's two Webers outside that you can cook outside if you want to. Um, they've got Webers there. They've got two Webers, so you can outside <laughs> cook. Um, but all, I mean, all the pots and pans, tea, coffee, like um, not tea and coffee, but pots and pans, coffee cups, cutlery. So all I had to do was take food. Everything to prepare that food was there for me. You think they would have got a decent barbecue? Because all you get up there is bad Weber. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they'd get a better bad one? Weber. They were pretty good Webbers. <laughs> anyway, so we went up there and that was fine. But here's the thing. Because it gets so, how do I put this, fucking cold. <laughs> what temperature are we at now, do you know? Oh, I think we were floating in the very early single digits. Right. So, but it would have been a case of Sub what, five. So it would have been a, so it would have been a, the actual digit, so, mm. would have been like maybe four degrees, but feels like minus ten. Uh, feels like one, feels like minus two, right. depending on the okay. weather coming through. But yeah, we were always sub five and what it felt like outside did flitter a little bit lower, mm-hmm. uh, with the windshield. But because it is so fucking cold up there and they don't want the, cause it's got a toilet. Oh, luxury. Indoor toilet. toilet not So you In, don't have to go outside. Indoor toilet. You have to go oh, through the wet room. This is fancy. They heat the water in the toilet. So the pipes oh, so don't freeze over. Freeze. Luxury. So does that mean then could you feel the warmth of the toilet coming up on your buttocks? You could. <laughs> you give it a flush and the warm water would come through and you go, oh, warm bum. Just warming my testicles. That's all I'm doing. Just give them a little nip. Uh, the things you need for pleasure. Uh, now, there's no shower, so it's all just a pommy wash, but that's yep. okay. Um <laughs> I love it. That's your highlight. Warm toilet water. I'm telling you, I was cold. I mean, maybe the shorts and T-shirt weren't my best option, but, you know, what are you going to do? 
Uh, no. So it was great. We got there the first night, um, cooked our meals. Ella and I decided to rough it, so I only had steak and salad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's got freeze-dried everything. You go, you go on this, this hike yes. in sub-zero conditions yep. um, with oh. killer wombats, yep. 1,000 metres above. Mm. And you're any better than I did when I go camping. I took a nice little sirloin and made a little Thai salad with a little dressing. <laughs> Everyone else is getting out there, their pow- powdered formats and just adding a little bit of toilet water to it exactly. to warm it up. <laughs> so they can have some, oh, it's, it's, it's tastes like carrot and carrot and peas. Do I have a taste of this? It's like, no, nah, i got my sirloin, thanks. Yeah, I've got my sirloin and a Thai salad. <laughs> Not just a regular Not salad. Not just a salad. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't be able to afford a regular salad. That has lettuce in it. Exactly. So Thai salad's got other things. Perfect. So that was good. Um, lights out 9.30, much to the chagrin of all scouts, all three of them. Uh, but lights out at 9.30, didn't get to sleep probably until about 10. We were all in the same room too. So we're all in the you same room. You can't get away with any kind of talky shenanigans. No. And, you know, not even a cheeky fart <laughs> because everyone giggles. Um, <laughs> but that was really good. Got up the next morning at sunrise, so about seven bells. Mm-hmm. Everyone was up and we all had our breakfast and that was lovely. And then we went for a hike because my daughter just wanted to see snow for the first time, like proper snow. So Greg, Mr. Experience, went, well, we're going to have to go higher. So we're going to have to get to about 1,200 metres. And then and I'm like, hang on, we're at about 1,000. That means 1,200. That's, I'm going to have to climb 200 metres. Fuck, that sounds like a long way. Greg will take you higher. <laughs> <laughs> to a place where I'm blind, man, see. <laughs> um, but we went for a walk and we went to – let me find the name of it because I always get the name yeah, wrong. Get- as always with this show, we love to be factual. Oh, well, you know, fact check it. Can't we get it wrong. went to Crater Peak. See, so that deceives me because I would assume that a crater is going to take you down lower. Yeah, but there's a peak on the crater. It just sounds very passive aggressive in the way of a title. So, anyway, <laughs> Crater Peak is where we went, and that is. Was it like where... a meteor one? Was it like an asteroid or something hit it? Is that where it came from? It was visibility. Was it, or was it like a volcano? Look, like... I'm going to show you a photo of what the weather was like. At the top of Crater Peak, you can see right. visibility was not high. Oh, yeah. You're up a fair way, though. We could not see cool the photo. car park down below. But um, we got up there, and Ella was just as happy as a pig in shit. Um, we found snow, and when I say snow, I'll use that term very loosely. Right. It was hard, compacted ice. Yeah. <laughs> which, Nothing fluffy. Which we slid down, like bloody penguins. Yeah. Like, just fucking wee! <laughs> Uh, I got to the top of Crater Peak, and I figured, well, I needed to have my Everest moment. I'll show you the zoomed-out photo of it. So there's the zoomed-out photo. (laughs) I am looking like Sir Edmund Hillary. (laughs) I've dragged my daughter to the top of uh, said peak, Uh, and you can just see I'm looking – I'll show you how I'm looking first with my fucking ski poles because that's – I love the ski poles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I've got the oh, biggest please. grin on my face and please, I've got my Can we please put that one on our Facebook page yep, And I'll show you the picture of my daughter She's got a hand on her hip and she's Oh like, she looks so serious She looks, so she looks very explorer-y She looks so annoyed <laughs> Anyway I love it's annoyed or embarrassed I'm not really sure Could It's be a, one or the other A little bit of column A A little bit of column yeah. B But I did get my son A small little pebble because right he loves his rocks. Loves his rocks and it had little gold flecks in it, which I told him was real Cradle Mountain gold. I actually saw there was a photo that came up on the 
the socials the other mm. day. I don't know how anyone shared it or whatever else, but it was a uh, the perfect uh, rock collector's jacket. Mm. And it had about a hundred little pockets on it. <laughs> like you saw little pockets everywhere. Like it was just covered in you little pockets. You would have fucking loved that. <laughs> and I thought of Jake straight yeah. away. Uh, so we did that and that was great. Um, by the time we got back to snow, uh, to our to our lodgings though, uh, the weather had started to turn. The weather had started to, the wind had changed a little bit. Oh, so the sun was coming. Like no. Turn and the good, bad stuff gone. And- no, Greg, who uh, knows his way around a hike or two, went, we need to start heading back to the lodge because this weather is starting to turn and we need to make sure that we're taken care of. And I reckon if Greg says that we need to go back, we fucking should hightail it. <laughs> <laughs> but halfway down, we saw another couple walking up and they were looking like bloody tourists. Oh, really? Oh, they had a little backpack on yep. and, you know, maybe a Powerade. And Thongs. <laughs> not quite jandals, but fuck. Greg looked at him and went, where are you from? And the girl went, from Hobart. And the guy went, I'm from Sydney. And he's going, where are you off to? Oh, we're just going for a wander. He goes, well, the weather's coming in. You might want to make it a really quick trip and you can come back to the Scout Lodge. We're, no, we're fine. Like, don't tell me. I know boats. Oh, one of those conversations. And Greg looked at me and went, keep your eye out for the Westpac helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. See, I thought it was going to be going up it's, there for you. It's not coming in in this weather. <laughs> we'll come up tomorrow and just find the body, shall but we? this is the problem, though. People think they are better than the system. Mm. Yes. If someone else says to you, you know, guys – on my advice, I'd probably either be quick or turn around now and head back. But he'd prefaced it who we were. We're yep. a scout group. You know, we're, we've done the overland track. They even said, look, we've done the overland track a couple of times. We've just come up for a day hike. Yeah, you know, we're not the is, Brady Bunch. No. <laughs> no, we're not just a creepy old guy and <laughs> mum and dad and three kids. Like, we know what we're on about. Anyway, and he said the problem is you get there and there's, a, there's the rescue phone call that you get. And he goes, and you sometimes get people who are really experienced, you know, like myself, who know that they're in trouble. <laughs> he didn't actually say it like myself. He just said experienced people. No, I thought, but it is you're saying this. You know, experienced people like myself. Yeah, like myself. <laughs> yeah, I know my way around. Um, who will find themselves in trouble but will be able to make themselves a makeshift shelter, get out of yeah. the weather as much as possible, call someone up, and they'll be okay for a few hours. Because they know I'm not going to be able to get back where I need to be, so I need to make sure that I hunger down. Yep. Um, and just work out because I know it's going to take him a period of time to get to me. Exactly. He goes, but there's people like that who will find themselves in trouble till it's far too late, try and get out in the open so that the rescue helicopter can get there and not realise that the rescue fucking helicopter's not coming. <laughs> he also didn't swear like a longshoreman. Uh, anyway, so we got back to the lodge and we had something to eat, a bit of lunch, which was great. Uh, I could not go on the second little hike that they did, which was about 45 minutes, because the lactic acid in my legs <laughs> and my knees were, were almost buckling as really? we were going. I'm taking these steps down, and I've got like almost 100 kilos on each step. And to be honest, going down would nearly be worse than going up. For me, it really was, yeah. it was. Look, if you put me on something that's reasonably flat, I was keeping up with everyone, but yeah. the up and down. It's just amazing, though, because you did all this training I, prior I, to I going. Did. Fucking Mount Dial. <laughs> Half of Everest. Half of Everest. Oh, well, not half. You trained maybe, so vigorously. Maybe an eighth. You were telling me about your regime. Yeah, you know, sitting there watching Netflix. Yep. 
<laughs> I mean, you watched Everest, the movie. Twice. You've seen that. <laughs> yep. Twice. You've watched a, um, the Alone TV series. In high def. Into that. <laughs> Surely, I mean, how, that's all you need. That's all you need. You anyway, had the gear. You had the, so sn- you had the snowballs. Back. We got back. We had lunch. They they went off and did their little hike. I sat down and made myself coffee <laughs> and um, sat in the warmth because there's a bloody heater in there. Now, it's not a wood heater because there's no, uh, you're not allowed to light a fire in a national park. Mm-hmm. So it's a gas heater. Turn the gas on, fucking bang. Straight instant heat. 23 degrees inside the cabin. Yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> you guys, go hiking. Yeah. But my legs are sore. You guys go. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get with you. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, oh, well. Anyway, so they came back. We had dinner. And then we had to do the scout tradition, which, which is. is a murder in the dark. Now, this room that we were in was probably twice as large as the room we're in right now, including your TV. What's murder in the dark? It's basically hide and seek, but with the lights off. Right, okay. You touch someone, you have to identify who they are. right And as I said to the other scout, whose name is Kalen, I said, you cannot get this game wrong. (laughs) There's an old bearded bloke, which is me, there's another even older bloke who's not me. There's your mum. <laughs> there's my daughter and a Boy Scout. Okay, yeah, there's a few differences there. Like, it's not that hard. I might get, you know, we might get Ella and Kaylin confused because they're about the same. I No, anyway. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's a few more hot places to hide in a scout hut hall than you uh, would imagine. Right. Under mattresses and one bloke. One of the kids got up on one of the fucking beams across the roof. <laughs> Stunner Tom Cruise. Exactly. Anyway, so that was good fun. It was all great and happy and joy, joy, joy. Woke up the next morning, uh, had breakfast, fucking clean the- How about the legs the next morning? Yeah, they weren't great. They were not great. And so it- they were the point where you couldn't go hiking again, mm. but normally you'd be a bit tight and sore the next day. And I reckon the old butt would be a bit- No, nah, for me it was the thighs. Was the oh, thighs? it was all the thighs. It's all in the thighs, mate. <laughs> I mean, you would have imagined from all my time doing all the sports, especially, you know, my time in amateur biathlon, mm. <laughs> that I'd be up for these sort of stuff. But no, I uh, probably should have spent a bit more time on the short course speed hiking and right. stuff like that, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> now, speed hiking. we got out there and it was just raining. It was just cold and raining and it was like one degree Felt like minus 400. Mm-hmm. And Greg's like, oh, we, we, if we had have stayed around the rest of the afternoon, we would have got snow. No yep. question about it. But we couldn't because we had to get out. Um, and just as we were about to leave, we're standing there on the deck before we were about to leave the scout, take the last photo, and it starts to snow. Ella just fucking litter. It was just <laughs> like all her Christmases had come at once. She was just so wrapped. It was a... Bloody quick hike down. I reckon it, what took us an hour and 15 to get up took us about 35 to get back down. Oh, wow. Yeah. But water, I don't know whether you know this, Troy, water actually takes the easiest path, the path of least resistance, which happens to be the same fucking path that you're walking on. <laughs> so we're trudging down in about an inch of water all the way and splish, splash and muddy boots. Mm-hmm. We got down to Ronnie Creek and um, Greg, the fucking Mr. Know-it-all, yeah, <laughs> Says, oh, we should go to uh, Cradle Mountain while we're here. Cradle, uh, go to Dove Lake while we're here. I'm like, should we? He goes, 
<laughs> thinking you're done. Yeah, thinking I'm thinking we're done. <laughs> Quick bus ride back in the car. Bang, we're off. No, so we took the bus to Dove Lake, which is the next stop up. Went for a little bit of a walk around there. Mm-hmm. Only a lazy couple of k's or whatever. It's a nice walk around there. Slippery though. Yeah, slip. Well, mm. no, you should have seen the way we were attired. <laughs> Went down to the boathouse and whatever it's called. Um, but you can tell the tourists who may not be as prepared for cradle mountain weather as you possibly are. Mm-hmm. We were passing these ones there and you could just see a group of people, uh, maybe new Australians, maybe tourists, but they were all wearing the $2 very thin yellow ponchos <laughs> and looking very, very cold. I reckon. Very, very cold. And there we are. We're all rugged up in beanies mm-hmm. and jackets and backpacks and hiking poles and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was good. It was great. Did you happen to see um, the uh, the Dove Lake monster in the lake? No. No? It's no. Tazzy's version of uh, Loch Ness Monster. Loch Ness of course. Monster. Nessie. Nessie. I've mm. seen Nessie. Yeah? Yeah, 1980, my parents backpacked around Europe and we went to Scotland. Yeah. And uh, we did the Nessie Museum. And absolutely, and my mum will vouch for it. I said I saw Nessie and she said I did, so it must be true. Right. Because who wouldn't believe a six-year-old? That's exactly true. Who's just been through a whole, whole building dedicated to the myth that is mm-hmm. Loch Ness Monster. No, to the – it's not a myth. Oh, sorry, the factual evidence. His, history. History. The yep. history of Nessie. Yeah. Driving out there in some real, sort of min, uh, rented mini <laughs> going through Scotland and I saw yep. Nessie and, and mum went, yeah, Incredible. you probably did. That's amazing. Yeah. She didn't it's a, see it's it. It's a great story. Yeah, mum didn't see Nessie, but I did. And she, absolutely, she'll back me up. So it's been a while since the uh, the Dove Lake monster has actually been seen. It's a bit fucking cold, that's why. Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So anyway, that, mate, was our snow adventure. And I'm, I'm very happy that you made it back. Oh, so am I. But Ella was just absolutely wrapped. So wrapped. She just, just was just so enthralled with it and she did such a great job with the the walking and the hiking and stuff like that but to see the snow she tried to do a snow angel very mm. hard to do in compacted ice yeah, no it just looks like her just lying on just ice and just flapping around like a yeah, beach because that's uh, i mean you've got the the good old snow mud mm. which falls down it's all fluffy yeah once the snow mud's been down for a while mm. things get a little bit compact they do yeah I do. I do have one photo though of um, of on our way out. I decided to take just one photo to prove that was what was settling on my jacket. So little bits of ice. So <laughs> it actually did snow as low as the car park. And um, you just have timed it well, though. I've got to say because uh, there is a fair bit of snow around Tassie at the moment. Mm. My um, sister and brother-in-law got Bronte Lake. That's a good photo. Uh, they're snowed in. So yeah, of the snow has be. come down. It has. It was going to come down on Sunday yeah. afternoon. So if you guys, if you've been going Sunday, Monday, mm. um, I reckon you'd be up there for a couple of days. Oh, well, <laughs> we when we came back down on Sunday, we saw this uh, Englishman. He had all the fucking gear, though. Like, he had everything from Kathmandu or yeah. whatever, all the good gear. Planning for the worst. And he was just starting the Overland track. Oh, really? And as I said to Greg, I said, well, You've done the Overland track far too many times. What's the what's the easiest bit? He goes, it's not day one. <laughs> he goes, day one is the breaker. 
if you can't survive day one, you are not going to survive. But here's the thing, though. Mm. Even if you've got the absolute paramount of experience, mm. you're heading off in which there's going to be severe snowfall. Yes. Is it recommended even for the experienced hikers to do that? Or should you actually be saying, you know what, I've seen what the weather's going to be. I'm going to hold back. Or is that part of the challenge, to do it in the fierce snow? And Well, the problem is you only get a window. So because they only allow a certain amount of hikers on the overland track at one time. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. So you book your slot. If you don't take it, then you lose it. Like, Mm -hmm. that's it, because there's only a certain amount of spaces in the huts along the way. Ah, that makes sense. So day one, your first hike is 18 kilometres. Mm-hmm. To the point where the first part of it where you go up to Marion's Peak, you actually can't use snow poles because you have to hang on to the chain link fence to help pull oh, you right. up. Like, that's okay. how arduous it is. And you've got everything for five days on your back at the one time. It's not like it's the end where you've so got a white pro- pack. Are you probably carrying, what, 40, 50 kilos with you? No. Would it be that much? Uh, the most I was allowed to carry is 20 kilos. Okay. So, so then, if you're on an overland track, though. That's it. That's all they so say. So that's your maximum. Well, that's what they say. You should never carry more than 20% of your body weight. Right. I suppose also you are going kind of hut to hut, aren't you, though? So what you need essentially is kind of there when you get there. No. All you're finding huh? is shelter. Oh, okay. At that hut, all you're finding. I mean, is I'm shelter. not saying it was a hut that you had. No, but no, I no. Thought there would have still been the um the capability to look after yourself till you start your next day. Or- no, all you've got is a room. Okay, and they are temperature controlled. Where if it doesn't get below like five degrees or something, you can't turn the heater on. And if you do turn the heater on, it's on a timer, <laughs> so they don't have people just sitting there going, "Oh, geez, this is yeah. nice and warm." Mind you, Greg the mad fucking bastard, he goes in the overland track, he'll arrive at the hut and still pitch a tent outside. Oh, he's not all there, is he? So he can have privacy. I don't know what he's doing in that tent. Let's not ask. Greg, put the wombat down. Put the wombat down. (laughs) Maybe that's why they do square poos. I've got no idea. I still reckon the wombats do the square poo, though, because- Way back, mm. genetically, they were modified themselves within themselves to have a square to, cre- to create their own structures. Oh, yeah. So like- we live out in the snow, yep. so we do square poos, man. We can put all that together, mm. add some bark and some fern leaves and that to it, yep. and create our own shelter. Perfect. That's a great idea. Perfect. We did. Um, we did find in the snow in the lodge uh, because it's all scouts, guides, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mind you, fucking anyone can hire it, and for a hundred bucks a night, it's a bargain. It is an absolute bargain. Well, you, you can, can fit 14 people in your 14 set. people. Hmm. Um, so it's good. I could actually go up there. I could charge the, all the crew 20 bucks each. Perfect. Make profit. Job done. Hmm. You wouldn't even have to go up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a little book where all the scouting groups write down what they liked and what they did and all that kind of stuff. Our group was fixated on some girl guide notes because the guides just fucking complained. There's oh, no, really? There's no shower, there's no Wi-Fi, there's no TV. Surely they're taking the piss. But well, they? they just said possible improvements could be Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sort of takes away from doing that. Um, mm-hmm. But we did say that we found some lovely native marshmallow trees um, and we found some of the native marshmallows, the square brown little little marshmallows that sit along the trail and, and anyone who's up here should use them for nourishment. <laughs> really? Marshmallows? Yep, the old wombat marshmallow. Yeah, nice. Uh, quick question, though. Mm. Wasn't the purpose of this trick to do with the grey wolf? 
No, no, that's, that that's Cubs. Right. So, Jake, when we went to Mount Dole, that was another Cubs grey wolf hike. Right. Um, this is just uh, an Alpine badge for the Scouts. Okay, cool. So I Ella's going to get was involved in this one as well. No, so Ella is going to get a little uh, little badge, and it's got mm-hmm. a little Alpine logo on it, and she'll be one of the few that have that because they only do one trip a year into the snow. Because nice. you need someone and, like and Greg she, to be and able she to. She then do carries it. that packet of smokes everywhere. Or? Yeah, yep. yeah, cool. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. It's back of Winnie Blues. <laughs> but isn't wasn't there Alpine cigarettes? There were. They were menthol. And I've got to say, I've, I would never have remembered it until he said Alpine then. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> they were they were <laughs> Alpines. And they were all white. White filter. I do remember that. They were You're like, right. They were like Cartier. Cartier? Cartier. I bought a packet of Cartier cigarettes when I was living in Queensland, which is fucking 30 years ago. And the reason why I <laughs> built the reason why I bought these cigarettes, they were white. They had a silk tip. And I bought them because on the back of it, it said these skillfully designed cigarettes have been perfectly created for the designing clientele, which have come to expect the legendary perfection of the House of Cartier. The fact you remember that is bizarre. It also shows that marketing works. How well we get sucked in. (laughs) Like they could have just put this little covering on it. Yeah. Make up a spiel. Yep. Put it on the packet. There'll be Reddit of people everywhere that'll get sucked into it (laughs) and they'll remember us for decades. Why did we buy Black Death cigarettes? It was concept. It was Marketing. Just, yep. It was yeah. just, they're different. Exactly. They're cool. Why not? Mm. They're not, no subliminal messaging there. No, not at all. <laughs> they put it all on Front Street. <laughs> anyway, mate, so that oh. was uh, Snow Hike 2020. And I'm very Two. impressed. Well done. Especially mm. since you did go through a bit of pain to actually get there and return. Yeah. And next year when Jake is going to be a scout- I think I might have to do a bit of training in the preseason because <laughs> I, I am right. going to have to go. You know what I you're in for now, though. I do know what I'm in for. And it wasn't that it was just – it wasn't horrendous. It was just – I. it was like climbing steps. Yeah. And more than standard steps. It was just – that's uh, That does take it out of you because if you don't do it regularly, it's like everything. Mm. If you just keep doing it over and over again and your body's not used to it, mm. it will cane. Oh, it certainly did. Like – I just could feel my legs just burning with the lactic acid. Yep. So anyway, that was well my done. story. Thanks, man. Well done, Joe. Woo! Snow Joe was the Joe show. Oh, yeah, the Joe and the Snow show. <laughs> anyway, roadies, it has been an absolute pleasure, and we look forward to seeing you on the eleventh of August because you're going to go to southroadboys.com and buy your tickets and to by our the live time show. You get listen to this, only a couple of weeks away. So. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget. Someone will win a hundred dollar gift voucher to the Penguin Beer Co. Yeah. With no caveats, you can spend it on booze, hookers, whatever you want. <laughs> booze, hookers, blow, exactly. Or, you know, even beer. Whatever the selling, <laughs> whatever the selling, you can use this voucher for. Um, but it, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And on that, I am Joe. I'm Troy, and we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are. <laughs>